Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 296 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a QA engineer. He's contributed to test automation on a variety of software projects, such as embedded systems, web services, and satellite communication software. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Peter Johnson. Hello. Hello, Phil. Thank you for uh, the introduction. So yeah, obviously that was pretty brief in terms of an introduction. So perhaps you could give us a bit of a flavor um, of your career and what you're currently up to. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I've been in testing and QA for about 10 years. Um, it's actually 10th year back in March. Um, so I've done quite a lot of stuff within that time frame. It's very long uh, <laughs> in terms of the types of projects I've, I've worked on. Uh, so early back on in my career, um, I started out as a test technician working for a company called Anritsu. So they do telecoms equipment. Um, and since then, I've, I've worked on uh, sort of cloud-based projects, web APIs, uh, Speechmatics, where I worked on uh, voice speech recognition software. And more recently, I'm back at Arm, um, so the semiconductor IP company, where which powers quite a lot of the world's um, mobile phones and, and that kind of stuff. Okay. In terms of um, projects as well, obviously we touched on the different areas. What are you? What areas are you focusing on right now? So now um, it's all about the cloud, right? So recently, I've just done um, certifications in AWS and, and really trying to utilize um, from moving away from on-premise hardware in, into the cloud. So a lot of companies are going through, through that sort of cycle and journey. Um, and my work at the moment today is really to help with that. So yes, I'm doing QA. Yes, I'm, I'm writing tests and test automation frameworks and helping with, with the backend code. But actually, it's also what does our DevOps piece look like? You know, when we are running new um, pipelines of, of tests, Ideally, we want, want to be running that in the cloud somewhere. And there's a lot of kind of work and <laughs> to get that working. Yeah. So how has that affected maybe the tools that you use? Has, has that changed dramatically over the last few years? Immensely so. That's a really good question. So as I just mentioned, 10 years ago, when I was working in, a, in, in those sort of organizations like Enritsu, we everything was on-prem, right? We had rooms of IT uh, equipment uh, and racks and uh, support stuff to maintain that. Now um, we, we're using AWS. We're using um, tools um, like Cloud Foundation and Kubernetes, uh, AWS command line tools, and to really deploy those EC2 instances and, and move away from on-premise hardware. Sure. In terms of the, obviously you mentioned as well, the frameworks that you're using for test automation. Is, is that something that's evolved as well over the last few years? So I'm a big fan of Python. So a uh, big shout out to pybytes.es, <laughs> uh, pybit.es. Um, so absolutely great for sort of onboarding yourself with Python. And um, really the tooling with, with, with Python themselves has really, PyTest has been a big, big contributor to that and helped with writing test cases and the plugin support that comes with PyTest really wasn't there originally sort of like 
you know, 10 years ago. So um, it's a lot easier to, to get up and running and, and get a framework built using these plugins. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure the PyBias guys will be very happy um, <laughs> to have that shout out. So yeah, I've had both of them on, Julian more recently, but yes, a good, good couple of episodes and a couple of great guys to talk to about uh, Python and all things PyBytes. Yeah. Great. Okay. So Peter, can you share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? So one of my career tips is to set yourself a goal and it has to be realistic. So that's the one thing I've done um, in my career, especially to become an Estet. So an Estet is a software development engineering test. So I had this sort of goal of becoming one and to have the skill set, the knowledge and the experience. And I think that's the one tip I would say is important. And a lot of people who don't set goals end up sort of going through their career mindless and um, letting other people sort of set goals for them. Uh, so I think it's nice to to have a vision right, that you, you intend to manifest. Yeah, sure. I mean, in terms of goals and goal setting, obviously, you, you set yourself effectively a, a target for a particular role or role type. And presumably, you've set a time frame to actually achieve that particular goal but do you go through a process maybe of assessing what that goal really looks like for you on a continuous basis that's a good question so now i'm at the point where i've achieved my goal and i'm now in a space of what does the next step look like what's the next goal i'm looking like so you can look at sort of six months 12 months and three years um and certainly in the six month period, it's kind of what skills do I want to sort of get on speed up to speed with and AWS certifications and, and doing that kind of stuff is good and helpful. But actually, it's looking at that three year plan of, you know, do, do you want to be a Python developer? Do you, do you want to be, uh, you know, someone that's leading quality in, in an organization? Um, and it's really kind of coming up with a plan to achieve that. So that's the mind space I'm in. But yeah. Okay. It'd be interesting to know what happens the closer you get to that goal and whether you decide you need to establish a new goals. Because obviously, once you get there, what's the next step? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a continuous thing. It's something that you don't just do once in your career. You've got to continuously do it. And you've, it, one of the things I found that's, that's useful is learning from failure as well and continuing to grow from that. So I've had quite a few failing points in my career. And actually, I've learned more from failure than I have from success. And um that's <laughs> that's been useful so failure could be things like you know you didn't get that job you wanted or um you you tried to start up a business and that didn't work or uh that failed promotion possibly and uh or you know a direction in your career which you didn't intend to take but you've taken and and it's put you in, in a position that you, you think is unfavorable um but those positions are, are the best points in your career where you can actually learn from because they're learning opportunities to grow and when things go smoothly and things are handed out so to speak on the plate um it's very easy to to not really evaluate yourself and review your goals yeah that's a good point i mean i'm always a an advocate of the fact that failure gives, gives you more opportunities to learn definitely Right. Okay. So Peter, can you share with us your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Yeah. So I've been trying to think about this one because um, I haven't had huge disastrous moments in my career. So I haven't sort of been that guy that's accidentally deleted, um, you know, 
a database uh, table or, or something like that. So I guess for me, it was early in my career, um, it, it specifically around IT, I wasn't really sure where I wanted to work. So I ended up doing some IT support um, and I've I really left testing and QA to go into IT support. And um, I think that really sort of changed my vision of, of what I wanted to do because I, I really missed uh, testing and QA and I, I felt like I actually wanted to go back to it. So I felt like um, that was one of my down moments in my career where uh, I, I left the industry, which actually turned out to be quite favorable for me. And I, I enjoy and uh, uh, passionate about um, for actually going down a route where I just went down because I thought it was what people do in IT, right? And um, Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting because a lot of people will go the other way so <laughs> they'll move away from those sorts of roles into into qa and testing and maybe into development and so forth so yeah and of course you learn from that anyway you learned that that wasn't necessarily for you so there's a positive aspect to that yes yes indeed so i think um it made me realize what i wanted to achieve and to affirm my goal more so than the kind of um you know stumbling through things so i think that was quite useful yes good okay so let's move on to something a little bit more positive so can you tell us about your career highlight to date i guess i had a career highlight uh tailor end of last year actually where some of the big top four tech companies in the world you know gave me some offers to, to come and work for them um so that was very, <laughs> I'm not going to mention their names, but, you know, you, you, you can kind of imagine the, the kind of companies that are there. And that was a big highlight. So I had a choice of, of where to go. Um, and, you know, having a choice, you know, in, in your career is, is also nice, right? You don't always get those moments in your career. Um, sometimes external factors can influence, you know, the decisions you have to make. Um but and yeah, that 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 was definitely a career highlight. If I was to sneak in one more, it was you know achieving my SDEC goal of becoming a developer in test. Um, not so much because it was the position or the level or the grade, but because I sort of manifested the the intention right, and um, and I think it was achieving that goal that that really was a highlight for me personally, right? Yes, no, that makes absolute sense. Yep. So. Peter, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? Yeah, so <laughs> IT in general uh, is continuously changing, right? And we're continuously having to learn if, if you have a career in IT. And I think that's what's attracted me to IT initially. It was kind of, it's every day is a school day, right? You, you go in, um, what you know, the things you learn on your degree are immediately some of those bits are out of date pretty much when you graduate right uh, maybe not so the fundamental technology and the fundamental concepts like algorithms but some of the te technology stacks that you use you know will be out of date so really what i like about it is i have a lot of passion for learning and curiosity and that's been driven by a career in it and i use that passion and curiosity in other ways as well so i enjoy astronomy as well uh so we, kind of look at the sky and wonder what, what's happening there and with the universe and there's a lot of curiosity with that and I think I'm using that curiosity in IT and that's what's attracted me to to the, um, the industry. Indeed so yes I mean it is a particular topic that comes up a lot in these interviews the fact that because it's an evolving um, industry with technology changing all the time there, there's that continual need to learn and the fact that if you have curiosity you've got a heightened desire to learn is definitely an advantage 
Yes, yes. It, it, it sets the stage for continuous learning. And yes. ironically, though, at the same time, some people don't like a career in IT because you have to do that. And it is quite a lot of work, I guess, to continuously having to develop yourself and learn new technologies, uh, which didn't exist, say, 10 years ago. Yeah, no, very true. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Sure, yeah. <laughs> so what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, I would say curiosity, the, the ability to apply learning, new learning, yeah. And what's the best career advice you've ever received? Back in uh, sort of 10 years ago, nine years ago possibly, one of my bosses at the time said to me, um, you won't be able to be an engineer unless you know how to program and get a degree. Um, now, the reason that was good advice was because it really sets me up for thinking about testing and software, where before that, I, I wasn't really in that sort of mind space. Okay. I mean, I, I probably challenge you on the get a degree aspect of it. I don't necessarily know or think that that's absolutely necessary, but I can understand why you may be given that advice. Yes, I, I agree. I don't think it was uh, it's necessary, but it, it, the advice that came out of that was, you know, continue to study, continue to learn. And that's what I've taken from that rather than the degree itself. Indeed. Okay. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? Uh, I think someone's told me to get out of testing and testing has no future. And I think uh, I've heard that multiple times in, in the sort of 10 years I've been in, in uh -huh. the industry. Yep. Um, I would say that's bad career advice because, you know, it depends what you think of as testing, right? What would you think of as QA? Actually, a lot of DevOps practices incorporate testing these days. And um, there's a lot of um, work to, to actually automate a system and program it and, um and deploy it, right? There's a lot of complexity there. So, and that complexity is not going away. It's just getting more and more complex. So more and more technical skills are required to achieve that. Yeah. And if you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? Um, I think I would look very closely at machine learning and statistics and start off in that direction if I was to start today. Um, just because there's a lot of uh, technology and possibilities and strategies in, in today's world which are focusing on that. Uh, so it's definitely a, a skill that's in demand and it's a skill that um, everyone is utilizing in, in, their, in their solutions somewhere. So I think if you're not doing the infrastructure work, like the QA and the DevOps, uh, definitely go into sort of data science or, or, or that kind of field where <clears throat> you're looking at machine learning algorithms. Yes. Okay. Um, we've touched a little bit on the next question, but what are your current career objectives? Um, yeah. So career objectives, I guess these these are constantly changing, right? <laughs> At the moment, it's really to become uh, looking into leadership, so quality and leadership, and looking at how I can um, have more influence over over that within large organizations. So that's definitely one thing I'm looking at. The other thing is more the technical skills. So the cloud uh, tooling that I've kind of alluded to, uh, getting a good understanding of that. Good. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Yeah. So te non-technical skills, I must say, I think they are very important um, in, in the career in technology, actually, because I think um, if you have the ability to be technical and also communicate, I think they marry very, very well uh, in your career. And so my non-technical skill is a combination of sort of communication and empathy, if I had to pick two. Yeah, 
Okay. I mean, communication is one that comes up a lot. And I had a similar conversation in the, in the previous episode, actually, with, with my guest then um, about you know, the importance of it and how it works and, and the benefits in particularly around things like public speaking and, and be able to get your ideas across to team members or stakeholders, whoever it might be. So yeah, I agree. Okay. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Uh, so I listen to podcasts like yours. <laughs> yes. Good. Because <laughs> um, uh, I think it's good to hear different perspectives from our IT industry and, you know, people, different roles that people do and it also opens up uh you know new thoughts on opportunity that you know you may have not considered or overlooked um apart from that um i'm a bit of a book fan so behind me i've got loads of books um which you could say you know <laughs> books go out of date just like the technology does but at the time i'm reading i, I do like screen uh, to limit my screen time at the weekends so uh, it's an excuse of not being distracted. So when I'm going, uh, doing online training or anything on the on the computer, everyone's, you know, there's those tools which have specifically been designed to get my attention. Um, so actually reading a book sometimes just takes me away from that world and lets me focus just on what what's on the page, right? And it, and it also gives my eyes a bit of a rest. So I, I read loads of books. Um, I listen to podcasts. And I just build small little projects to sort of try ideas and practice. And I think um, that's also important because you can read loads of books, <laughs> but unless you actually practice, um, you know, it doesn't really cement the, those ideas. Yeah, I thought there's always the phrase that people come out with about knowledge being power. Um, that's partly true. But I think more to, the, more to the point is the fact that you need to use it to actually exercise the power. So, yeah. Okay, and we've touched on this slightly with the books, but what else do you do away from technology in your spare time? Um, yeah, so you end up running out of, out of time by the time you've read some books and you, you've worked a full week. So the rest of my time is really spent with with my son, um, who's turning two uh, on on Monday, and so I'm looking forward to you know taking him to the zoo and spending some time. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. When things open up again, yeah, yes, I can imagine you've got plenty of things on your list of things to do. <laughs> yes, yeah, and the other thing uh, would be astronomy. So I, I do have a telescope, and when I get some time, <laughs> I do try to um, look at some of the planets and, and the moon, and you know, try to do some astrophotography. But that is yeah. more rare these days. I've got to ask the question: Has that been better in the last twelve months? Um. Uh, yes and no so um there's there is, there is still quite a lot of light pollution and you've got loads of sort of satellites which are still orbiting the earth like starlink so it depends what we mean by better but um generally you can still get some p parts of the night sky which are dark and you can still get some good good places it, around cambridgeshire it's not terrible but you know i have um there are other places where you can get real real dark sky protected zones and and sort of spend a week there taking some good pictures yeah i'm sure there are yes good okay and can you share a parting piece of career advice with the it career energizer audience um yeah sure i think it's going to be persistence is key so um when we start something new whether that's a new passion uh, a new technology 
or you know anything new really i think i think it's there's always going to be sort of a honeymoon phase of um you know it all sounds good it all sounds exciting but actually when the challenges come and you start to realize this isn't so easy and rosy and uh, don't understand things i think it's to really persist through that phase so to take a break from it come back to it with a different mindset and just keep going because i think that there reaches a point where you've, you've crossed that peak and actually um it's a lot easier then yes okay and how can we find out more about you and connect with you yeah, so I'm going to plug a uh, my website, which is peterintest.com. And on there, you'll notice I've recently blogged about a ebook. Uh, so me and a bunch of testers from around the world have all contributed to this brand new ebook. And it's uh, it's all done for charity. So we've all added our story into this ebook. It's called Testing Stories. And it's on it's on uh, my website, Devin, peterintest.com and developerintest.com but it's essentially a uh you can you can reach me there you can also reach me on twitter uh peter and test and on linkedin great excellent peter thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today it's been great chatting with you thank you thanks phil hi phil here again well i hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest you can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do, so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.